When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Sudden cardiac death in the young is an apparently healthy person dying unexpectedly from a heart-related issue, usually under the age of 35. And it's quite rare, but devastating. It's also a bit of a conundrum, because how do you prevent something from happening when you don't know when it's going to occur? I caught up with Michael Ackerman from the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota to find out more about what scientists and the population in general can do about this. So sudden cardiac death in the young is completely different from sudden cardiac death in the not-so-young or the old where most of them are dying suddenly from the heart but from something called a myocardial infarction or a heart attack. Well, that's not the cause of youthful sudden death. So youthful sudden death is instead the result of lethal ventricular arrhythmias, so sudden electrical attacks within the heart's electrical system where the heart suddenly spins electrically out of control into a very chaotic heart rhythm known as ventricular fibrillation. So when a young person dies suddenly, it's not from their coronary arteries having a problem, it's from their electrical system going into electrical chaos and causing ventricular fibrillation. And do we know what causes this to happen? Yeah, so ventricular fibrillation, or VF, can come from a lot of different conditions. Dozens. They can come from structural abnormalities in the heart muscle itself. It can also come from conditions where the heart is structurally normal, at least by eye and by microscope. And these are conditions where there's an intrinsic problem in the heart's electrical system. Some people would call them the silent assassin because the heart looks structurally normal, but there is the substrate for electrical chaos. So do we have any way of predicting or or preventing this sudden death? Yeah, so that's the good news. So the good news is about half of all of our sudden death victims who are young, they or their family member has a warning sign within the family. That victim himself or herself might have suddenly fainted a week ago, months ago, years ago, and that faint was ignored. And had proper significance been attached to it, that person could have been tested and evaluated and diagnosed and then treated because the really good news about these kind of conditions is when you find them, they're very, very treatable. And when we find them or know of their presence, sudden death doesn't happen. So by reacting to a personal faint that sounded suspicious, we could decrease the number of sudden deaths. By acting upon family history, when we elicit a family where there was an aunt who died in her 20s and there was a cousin who drowned suddenly 
instead of just saying, oh, that's too bad for those family members, we in the medicine community need to pause on those and say, might that history in the family actually matter to the person I'm seeing right now? And do some testing to see if there could be any chance that this family has one of these sudden cardiac death predisposing conditions. You mentioned if it's in the family. Is there a case to be made for genetic screening? Well, genetic testing is uh, an incredibly powerful test where we've made tremendous advances when we order the test in the setting of I'm taking care of family and I'm highly suspicious that they have the disease hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, HCM, or they have the disease long QT syndrome, uh, and then I order the genetic test. In that setting, genetic testing can be incredibly powerful, helpful, identify those at risk, but the but is when you do or suggest that we could do that same kind of genetic screening en masse in healthy people called the children at school, there it absolutely does not work. And right now, anybody who's suggesting it as potentially having a role for genetic screening of healthy individuals as part of, say, their newborn exam, they're being utterly irresponsible and are not recognizing that in that context, the cardiac genetic tests for these sudden death predisposing conditions just won't work. And why is that? Uh, It won't work because intrinsic in our genetic code is a lot of genetic variation. And in other words, there's noise in the system. And when you order that genetic test in the setting of, I'm a healthy person, but let's just do it, then the noise that's intrinsic in our genetic codes just overwhelms our ability to, to give a meaningful or an enlightened interpretation of it. And the problem is, is people are going to assume that we have stumbled into something incidentally and overdiagnose, overtreat when all they have stumbled into is a benign genetic variant that's rarely present throughout our genetic code. So what would you recommend we do about this at a sort of population level? Although genetic screening would be irresponsible, a case could be made for doing ECG screening, getting an electrocardiogram to see if there's any objective evidence of these potential conditions. And then I think the third thing we do is we create as a population essentially a sudden death safety net where it's really hard to die suddenly in a community. And you do that by having, you know, an army of first responders called all of us knowing how to do CPR, add and apply an automatic external defibrillator, use them, um, have more of them, you know, within three minutes of anybody who goes down uh, so that you say we may not be able to identify everyone at risk, but when somebody goes down in the public square, we have the ability to rapidly resuscitate them.